Hello, friends and neighbors. This is David Smith of Illinois Family Action with a special edition for our Spotlight podcast. Recently, I gave a short New Year exhortation at my church, and since we captured the audio, I thought we could post it as a special edition for those who might be interested. In this Sunday morning sermon or exhortation, we examine Philippians 3 and zoom in on verses 12 to 14 in which the Apostle Paul confesses that he is not all that he should be. In fact, he confesses that he has not reached perfection. (laughs) I can certainly say that. But, says Paul, he keeps working towards that day when he will finally be all that Christ saved me for and wants me to be. So, what can we learn from this passage? I have three suggestions. Forget the past, press forward toward the goal, and focus on Christ. It's all about him. So, without further delay, here is the exhortation. My message is going to have some overlap, as usual, right? Um, But it's going to come from uh, Philippians chapter 3. That's the main text, 1 through 14. And it's really pressing towards the goal. Pressing towards the goal. So, I'll uh, I'll read it and then we'll pray. Um, Philippians chapter 3, verses 1 through 14. It says this, Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. For me to write the same things to you is not tedious, but for you it is safe. Beware of dogs, beware of evildoers, beware of the mutilation. For we are the circumcision who worship God in the Spirit. Rejoice in Jesus Christ and have no confidence in the flesh, though I also may have confidence in the flesh. If anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I more so. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, concerning the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But, but what things were gained to me, these things I have counted loss for Christ. Yet, indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having my own righteousness which is in from the law, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being conformed to his death, if, by any means, I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended it, But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, Lord, we um, dedicate this time to you. And this passage of scripture, I pray that whatever is true and good would resonate in our hearts and minds. Father, even throughout the week, Lord, have the Spirit remind us of what is true and good. Father, help us to remember what Paul is trying to tell us here about pressing forward towards the goal for the prize of being told, well done, good and faithful servant. Lord Jesus, we pray these things in your name. Amen. 
So this morning I wanted to emphasize Paul's statement in verses 12 and 14 in which he confesses, not that I already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended it, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to the things that are ahead, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So today marks the beginning of a new year and the opportunity to assess and possibly adjust our journey with Christ. The start of a new calendar year is a good time as any, just as good as any time, right? To cry out to Almighty God as the psalmist did in Psalm 26. Examine me, O Lord, and test me. Try my mind and heart. Time is a gift from God. God is infinite in every way. He lives above the confines of time. Time and seasons were created for our benefit. As finite beings, we are not equipped to handle timelessness. We need the journey divided into segments so we can handle one step at a time. So we're taught by the Lord to pray, give us this day our daily bread. There's enough challenges each day to keep us occupied, right? That's what Jesus said. Worry about today's troubles, not tomorrow's. In Ecclesiastes 3, we read this. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill, and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones. And a time to gather stones. A time to re embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to gain and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silence, a time to speak, a time to love, a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. Well, it's important to discern what season of life you're in and manage your affairs accordingly. Some of us are in a season which we're primarily focused on our older children, and some are focused on raising toddlers and discipling toddlers. Some of us are doing both. Some are focused on mentoring and serving others, doing good to the household of faith. Some of us will be entering a new season, a season of planting, tending, and waiting for a season of fruitfulness. Some are asking God to clearly show us where and what he wants us to do next. God wants us to trust in him as we wait for him to unfold his plan, and he will direct us by his spirit and by various circumstances, some of which may be not in our control. So as we begin 2023, it's natural to review the past, consider the new year ahead, and make resolutions. At the end of Philippians chapter 3, Paul gives us three things we should be doing. But he starts out with a humble confession. He says, I am still not all I should be. I have not reached perfection. 
Okay, this is the Apostle Paul who wrote most of the New Testament, right? I have not reached perfection, but I keep working towards that day when I will finally be all that Christ Jesus saved me for and wants me to be. Well, this attitude of humility is so very important for us to observe because it's key to Paul's walk with God. Psalm 138, verse 6 says, For though the Lord is exalted, yet he regards the lowly. But the haughty, that's the proud, he knows from afar. Greg recently preached a sermon series on humility. We see it here in this passage in where, which Paul instructs us to have no confidence in the flesh. Before listed, Then he goes on to list his pedigree, his accomplishments, his education, his rank, right? And then he says they're nothing compared to the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. Rubbish. Well, I think there's even a stronger word that may be used there. The most important thing we can do is know Jesus and the power of his resurrection. That's what he's telling us. That means we still have work to do. We still have temptations to overcome. We still must discipline ourselves in prayer. Our flesh will never desire the things of the Spirit, so we must choose daily to die to ourselves, walk in the Spirit, and mortify the flesh. Now, we face some difficulties in 2022, but God, through it all, our great shepherd, took care of us all the way. He sprinkled his mercy on us throughout the year, and I just want to encourage you, count your blessings that you received in 2022, and you'll be surprised what the Lord has done. Don't forget the pains and disasters he protected you from, as well as those he carried you through. Progress was made in 2022. But we must all admit in humility that we haven't reached the goal that God calls us to. We still have some besetting sins that need to be fully conquered. We have not fully arrived. Therefore, in 2023, we will continue to humbly seek God and obey his word in order that he may exalt us in due time. So, as I wrap up here, I want to give you three steps we can take from Philippians 3 to help us start 2023. Number one, what should we do in 2023? Forget the past. Forget the past faults, failures, and misfortunes. Paul tells us in Philippians 3.13, forgetting those things which are behind let the new year be a time of new beginning in your life. 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. A major weapon of Satan is depression and homeless, um, homelessness. Hopelessness. Sorry. Depression and hopelessness are major tools of the devil. If he can, Satan will rob you of your motivation and joy by simply telling you there is nothing to look forward to or that only bad things will happen. It's a lie. God has plans for you and me. Listen to Ephesians 2.10 in the new NLT, New Living Translation. It says this, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do good things he planned for us a long time ago. Yeah, God has plans for you in 2023. Part of our calling is to discover those plans by simply obeying him and walking with him step by step through life. 
I believe that if we live in obedience, we will rock right into those plans that he has for us. And his plans for his children are good. They're blessings. Read Psalm 1. So, number two. What should we do in 2023? We should press forward and let go of strongholds, hindrances, and bad habits. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 6 tells us to pull them down and destroy all those arguments that run contrary to the knowledge of God. Tear them down. Destroy them. Paul tells us in Philippians 3.13, reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Forget the past. Reach forward. Okay? It's time to let go of those things that hold you back from walking with Jesus in a manner that he has called us. For we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So what should you do in 2023? Forget the past. Press forward as we live under the Lord every day, in him, through him, for him. Number three, what should we do in 2023? We should focus on Christ, letting him be lords in our hearts, homes, and habits. Paul says, Philippians 3.14, I press toward the goal. Remember what the Apostle Paul says in 2 Timothy 4.7? I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. What should we do in 2023? Focus on Christ. So let me repeat these three things again. First, forget the past. Those things which are behind, those confessed sins, are gone as far as the east is from the west. Number two, press forward toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of Christ Jesus by humbling ourselves under the mighty hand of God and learning who he is. Number three, focus on Christ and not on earthly distractions. Those things that Jesus wouldn't approve of by devoting yourself to the word, to prayer, and to the fellowship of believers. Finally, brothers, I want to leave you with this. Hebrews 12, verse 1 and 2, which encourages us to, quote, lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily ensnares us, in other words, forget it. Forget what's behind. Lay it aside. Forget it. And let's run with endurance the race that is set before us. In other words, press forward. Press forward. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. That is to say, focus on God.